This is Charisma Connection. I'm Chris Johnson. I have the privilege of sharing with you today a good word for your relationship with Jesus and for healing of your body. Pastor Joseph Prince shares with us in an interview on his new book that just came out this month from Thomas Nelson. It's called Eat Your Way to Life and Health, Unlock the Power of the Holy Communion. Stay with us to the end when I'll share a few takeaways from Pastor Prince to apply to your life. Thank you for tuning in and joining us today. We have Pastor Joseph Prince with us, and he'll be answering some questions about his latest book, Eat Your Way to Life and Health, Unlock the Power of the Holy Communion. Pastor Prince, can you please tell us who you wrote this book for? Well, I believe that the world today, people are more sick than ever. With all the advancement of uh, uh, medicine, technology, and breakthroughs we've had, we thank God for them. But still, the world is suffering from all kinds of illnesses and new strain of viruses uh, attacking bodies. And, and we need an answer that is outside natural means. So I wrote this book for people that are believing God supernaturally to touch their bodies and to heal them and grant them better health. There are many books in the market on the topic of health. What makes this book so different? There are many good books out there on dieting and uh, books on health, but I think that all of them share a common theme, most of them. It is what is in the natural. This book, Eat Your Way to Life and Health, deals with something that's out of the natural. It's supernatural. And I believe that uh, to a great extent, we cannot look to nature and that which is natural for answers for that which is supernatural. I believe in, 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 in good uh, having a good diet, and, and I practice exercise regularly. However, if we look to a natural um, uh, means of receiving health, we have no answer against that which is causing diseases, which is many a times caused by demons and evil spirits, and also because of the fall of man through sin. What this book talks about is redemption that was provided for through Jesus Christ. We are trying to uh, heal through natural means, through creation, but creation has fallen. That goes for all the uh, organic food that we eat. Um, I mean, I believe in eating well, but many a times we forget that even organic food has fallen. All creation is groaning and travailing. So we don't have that, that uh, fullness of that uh, uh, nutrition that is uh, what God meant for the, even the foods to be because it's all fallen. And, and what is fallen cannot provide for us um, to sustain us because we are designed for eternity. Now, our bodies are fallen. And, and, but Jesus provided for this in his redemptive work on the cross. The Bible says, surely he has borne our diseases and carried our pains. The, the book answers the question on how to receive what Christ has provided for, for our bodies. Pastor Prince, when did you first receive this revelation of the communion? And why do you think it's so important for us today? You know, in the 90s, I was a young pastor and ministering to a, a growing church. And at that time, it amazed me that, that so many people are suffering um, all kinds of physical ailments that natural um, medicine all right, has no answers for. Uh, I'm talking about people with, with uh, chronic conditions, um, people with cancer, uh, with uh, uh, elderly suffering from Alzheimer and, and things like that. I, I realized that uh, just to, to, to give them a, a, a natural answer based on diet or exercise 
will not cut it. As a pastor, you want some concrete answers. I began to seek the Lord about this, and the Lord brought me to the scriptures in 1 Corinthians where it talks about, for this reason, many, many in the church are weak, sick, and fall asleep or die prematurely. Those words, for this reason, jump out at me. It was a singular reason. Now, it's very seldom you find that a lot of things can be attributed to a singular reason. But here it says, all sickness, all weakness, all dying prematurely is because of one reason. For this reason, many are weak. So uh, it behooved me then to, to search out for this reason. What's that reason? And I think that if we find that reason and we know how to meet that condition, amen, instead of many are weak, many will be strong. Instead of many who are sick, many will be healed and healthy. And instead of many falling asleep prematurely, many will live long. I'm looking at the front cover of your book right now, which is a picture of the communion elements, some broken pieces of bread and a cup of juice. When we look at these elements, it can be hard to believe that something so small can really make a difference. Can you tell us what's the significance of the bread and the cup? Well, the Lord Jesus himself said, and the bread that I will give is my flesh, which I will give for the life of the world. And the word life there is health, Zoe life. It's not just eternal life. There'll be Ionos Zoe, but there's Zoe, just Zoe. And, and the Lord says, the bread that I'll give is my flesh, his broken body. And in fact, for this reason, for the failure of discerning the Lord's body and why his body was broken, we tend to like put both the uh, cup and the bread as one lump sum. You know, when we come together to the Lord, we just say that this is for the forgiveness of our sins. And we just pass by the bread as if it's one with the blood in its function and purposes. But actually, the Lord says uh, in his word, for this reason, failure to discern the Lord's body, not the blood, but failure to discern the Lord's body, many are weak and sick and fall asleep. So I think it's important for us to know what happened at the cross. You know, Jesus, the Bible tells us that uh, Jesus was scourged, striped, tortured actually, even before he went to the cross. Now, in fulfillment of the Levitical types, here's one exception. Most of the sacrificial animals, they were not tortured. All right? They were just killed and then put on the altar. But in the case of Jesus, he went through all that, that, that scourging and that beating. Why? Because the Bible says, with his stripes, we are healed. And we need to discern what his body has accomplished for us. If the Holy Communion is so powerful, why do you think it is not emphasized more in the church or... What do you think is the biggest misconception about the Holy Communion? Well, I think the biggest uh, challenge that people have are the erroneous teachings that they have received. Even for me, I remember when I was in church um, years ago as a young believer, I was told that if I have sin in my life, not to come and take uh, partake of the Lord's Supper, lest I suffer weakness and sickness and dying prematurely. So, you know, my mama didn't raise no fool. Every time the elements pass by me, I just let it pass by. You know, it was a new Passover for me. But uh, uh, nothing could be further from the truth. Actually, the Bible doesn't say that those who are unworthy should not partake. The Bible says, do not partake of it unworthily, not discerning the Lord's body. It is the manner in which you partake, not the person. In fact, the Lord's Supper was given 
to people who are imperfect. That's the very reason that Jesus' body was broken and his blood was shed, not for perfect people. And, and, and if we learn to discern the Lord's body, then we are partaking in a manner that's worthy of what he has done. One of the key teachings in your book is about how the Passover meal in Exodus 12 is a picture of the Holy Communion. Can you tell us a little bit more about that? On the night of the Passover, God instructed the children of Israel to put the blood on the doorposts and on the lintel. As you can see, it makes the cross. But what were they doing inside the house? They were partaking of the roasted lamb. Now the Bible says the very next day in Psalms 105 verse 37, God brought them out with silver and gold and there was none feeble among their tribes. Now we are talking about maybe two to three million people and none feeble. Wow. And there's only a shadow. Imagine when they partake of the Lord's Supper, which is the broken body of Jesus for us today. If the shadow can do that for them, how much more the substance, which is the real body of our Lord Jesus Christ. And as we partake of his body, just imagine none feeble among the three million of them. Just imagine what that would do for you today. In your book, you also answer questions about God's healing. For example, there are many people who wonder whether their sickness is from God and whether God really wants to heal them. Can you tell us what does the Bible say about this? Uh, the Bible tells us that Jesus went about doing good, healing all that were oppressed of the devil, for God was with him. And he also said, he that has sinned me, Jesus said, has sinned the Father. So if you want to know God's will in action, is it God's will to heal us today? Just look at Jesus. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And we see him going around always healing all who were sick. Never one time did he make a, a, a person who is well sick. Never one time do we see him imparting leprosy to teach that person a lesson. This is what we teach today. However, the Gospels does not substantiate that. And he that has seen him has seen the Father. The next thing we need to answer is that, is healing, bodily healing, part of the atoning work of Jesus? The Bible says yes. In the language, even the original Hebrew, it says surely, Isaiah 53, surely he has borne our diseases and carried our pains. You can ask any Hebrew speaking person, what are those words, koli and makof, concerning the work of Jesus at the cross. It's very clear, it's referring to sickness and disease. If that is not enough, Matthew, Matthew who wrote the Gospel of Matthew, targeting the Jewish audience, he himself said, that Christ himself took our infirmities and bore our sicknesses in the context of him, healing all who came to him. And they brought to him many who were demon-possessed as well. He delivered them all. We're talking about bodily healing. And the Bible is always the clearest interpreter of its own definition. Amen. Some of our listeners have been trusting God for a breakthrough in their health for a long time, but haven't seen it. It can be easy for them to feel like, maybe God doesn't want to heal me and maybe God has forgotten about me. What would you say to someone in that situation? In fact, that's what I address in, in one of the chapters in this, in this book, Eat Your Way to Life and Health, because I know that uh, uh, there are many who also teach, you know, that Christ uh, bore our sicknesses and diseases, but somehow leave the impression sometimes that we are to expect it to manifest immediately. Unless the Lord heals you immediately, then you have not received. Well, uh, with the communion, you can actually partake of the Lord's Supper believing 
that as you partake, every time you partake, you're getting better, stronger, and healthier. Now, the pressure is off you. Like, for example, Mark 11, 24, you have to believe that you have received. No doubting, all right? Nothing wavering. You believe. Now, it's okay, all right? If you can do that, go ahead. But I think God has given us provisions as well that we can also partake of the Lord's Supper. If our faith is, 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 is small, uh, we feel like we don't have that kind of faith to believe all at once. We can partake of the Lord's Supper, incrementally believing that we are getting better and stronger. And I have so many testimonies of people who have received definite healings in their bodies, but it took a process of time of partaking the Lord's Supper daily. In fact, you can take it like medicine. You take medicine three times a day, you can partake the Lord's Supper three times a day. We have amazing testimonies, and many of them are in this book, of people who did just that. And, and I address those, those who have uh, chronic ailments and uh, uh, physical conditions that are uh, long-lasting and they had it for a number of years and yet they, they have lost faith in believing God for healing in those areas. Those are addressed even in this book. Pastor Prince, are there any testimonies that you'd be able to share with us? Yes, we have many testimonies and uh, some are very heartwarming, like a lady who wrote in to us talking about her husband who has been suffering from Alzheimer's for a number of years. And, and the doctor says, you know, conditions like this can only get worse. But with fresh understanding and revelation of the Lord's Supper, they began to partake of the Lord's Supper every day. And she began to see a distinct improvement until the doctors themselves verified that he's free from Alzheimer. Another testimony that is not in this book because he came in as this book went into print was a dear friend of mine in Israel, Samuel Smadja. Um, he was suffering from a rare form of cancer uh, of the prostate. Um, and, and I remember when I was in Israel uh, um, uh, this year, uh, how I prayed for him. And he, he looks devastated. You know, the, the doctor says a rare form of, of cancer. But uh, just, just learning about the Lord's Supper, and especially the part where, where I said that if the shadow of the Passover could heal, the more than 2 million people, and they came out, none feeble among them. He said that spoke to him. How much more the substance? And he began to partake with that revelation. And he went back to the doctor after a few months, and the doctor says he's free from cancer. So to God be the glory. And we have many, many such testimonies in this book. As we begin to partake of the communion, how do we not see it as something that is legalistic that we have to do? Well, I think this is a question that a lot of people ask if we partake, especially on a daily basis, how not to make it legalistic? Well, not if you see the Lord himself bringing to you the bread and the wine. We have an instance of this in the Bible when Melchizedek, whom I believe is the pre-incarnate appearance of Christ in Genesis, coming to Abraham after his battle and his victorious battle over the kings. And he was battle-weary. He, uh, he came to Jerusalem. And the Bible tells us that Melchizedek met him with bread and wine. Remember this, Abraham didn't bring the bread and the wine. It was the high priest of Jerusalem at that time, Melchizedek, that brought the bread and wine. Jesus Christ is today the high priest after the order of Melchizedek. So we should always see him waiting for us with the bread and the wine. Have you partaken of what he is wanting to minister to you today? That's how I see it. It's not something that we do. It is something that we receive. And if you see it that way, it will not become legalistic. It will be a time of love and fellowship with your Lord. Wow, amen. 
Pastor Prince, is there anything else that you'd like to add or share with us? Well, you know what? Let's partake of the Lord's Supper right now. And if you have the elements in your hands, bring the bread and the cup before the Lord. And remember this, it is as if you are receiving these elements from His hands. And if you are ready right now, just close your eyes and just see what Jesus has done for you at the cross. His broken body was scourged. He was broken so that your body can be put back together. He was striped, he was scourged so that by his stripes, you are healed. I don't care how long that problem has been in your body, right now as you partake, I want you to see life and health and healing being released in your body. Say, Lord Jesus, right now, I receive your healing and your wholeness for every part of my body. In Jesus' name, amen. Now lift the cup before the Lord and say this to him. Thank you, Lord, for the cup of the new covenant in your blood. Your blood was shed so that all my sins will be forgiven and remitted. Partake. Friend, I want to encourage you to do this on a daily basis. I trust you will see the manifestation of your healing and health in the days to come. But as you partake on a daily basis, it's not just health that you are receiving. You are receiving a time of love from the Lord, a time of communion with Him. And I think that's what He values above it all. Thanks for tuning in and joining me for this interview. God bless you. Thank you, Pastor Joseph Prince, for sharing those important spiritual truths. Here are a few takeaways we can apply to our lives as believers. Pastor Prince shared that the answers to our ailments and diseases are not always found in nature because creation itself has fallen. He said even organic food is part of fallen creation. The good news is Jesus provided for us in his death on the cross. We celebrate the Lord's Supper as a way to remember his death, and it's for all believers. It was meant to be accessed by imperfect people. So discern the Lord's body, and remember Holy Communion is for you, an imperfect Christian who needs to appropriate what Christ did on the cross. Remember, God has not forgotten about you or your health. Pastor Prince reminds us that sometimes God does not heal immediately. Believe God for your healing every time you partake of communion. Build your faith. Sometimes it takes time. Take it like medicine, even three times a day. The Lord's Supper is a time of fellowship with and love in the Lord. Not something you should do, but something you should receive. I pray Pastor Joseph Prince's teaching and his book, Eat Your Way to Life and Health, will bless you abundantly. Thanks for listening to Charisma Connection.